Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, Coach Jay here, and this week I'll be discussing with Shruti Sadana goals. We're going to be talking about setting short-term goals and goals for beyond. Hope you enjoy this week's show. Hey guys, Coach Jay here from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast, and I'd like to talk to you about my personal coaching page, BeamMotivation.com. For over 25 years, I've been coaching in one form or another and absolutely love it. It's definitely a passion of mine. I spent 15 years coaching high school soccer and baseball and absolutely love those years of my life. I've since gone on to get certifications at a level three USA archery coach, mental management and mental toughness certifications, and I've taken what I've coached in the sports world and applied it to life. Taking those same mindsets and skills for life coaching, getting balance in your life. That same mindset that you might take to the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning is what you're going to take into that board meeting, into that sales pitch, and even in dealing with situations within your family. If you need any form of coaching, whether it be for your athletic endeavors or for just balance in your life, please check out beammotivation.com. You can also find me on Instagram at beammotivation as well as Facebook at Beam Motivation and Coaching. Once again, this is Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast and BeamMotivation.com. Hey guys, so this week we're talking about goals. Um, Going out of 2020 and into 2021, just goals for that year and just setting goals and having a a positive mindset for yourself and in setting those goals. Yeah, 2021 is right around the corner. And, you know, it's time to make new goals for yourself and what you want to achieve. And you have the ability to do just that. Yeah, setting goals, I mean, a big thing is is setting your short term, midterm, and and long term goals. And you want to make sure that any goals you set is something that's challenging but also obtainable you don't want to put something that's so far out of reach Um, i I know i go back to that be true to yourself often Uh, you do need to be true to yourself and know what you're what you're capable of doing and not necessarily making it to the goal and we discussed this the difference between and winning and being successful i mean you might not necessarily make it to that end goal but you want to give something that's going to challenge you and that you have a very good chance of getting and work in stages. Like I said, the short, mid and long term. Yes. And I think that, and I was talking to somebody else about this, the other, excuse me, the other day, and they were saying, you know, instead of new year's resolutions, why don't you do daily resolutions? Because I think sometimes when we set up something really huge or big, And then we don't take action towards it. So it's really about taking action towards even daily goals, towards short-term goals, towards whatever goal it is. As long as you're taking some sort of action consistently, you are going to achieve what it is that you're setting out to do as long as it's backed up by you doing something about it. Yeah, you mentioned the New Year's resolution, and that's, and obviously, gyms make a killing on the New Year's resolution with everyone saying, that's it, this is the year, and they sign up on January 1st, and by January 30th, 40% of them are done. Um, 
I don't know why we wait till New Year's to start our fitness journeys or why we wait to Monday to start that project. I mean, like you said, daily goals. I mean, today's, and as we're recording this Wednesday, so why not just start today? And then Monday, you're four days ahead of pace already instead of waiting till Monday. Uh, exactly. Then- I, I completely agree with that. And I know when I was doing my work, we were required to write down, you know, our short-term goals within the next 12 months and then within the next like five years and then just life goals. And I noticed the short-term goals, like for the next 12 months that I had, I've already seen them, you know, come, come into fruition in a way where I looked at my journal and I was like, oh my gosh, this is already happening. But at the same time, I was actually taking steps towards those goals. And then when I looked back and I'm like, oh my God, I actually wrote that and it's happening now. So I would also suggest this because I've seen it and it's powerful is writing, writing it down. I mean, handwriting, like not typing it up, handwriting in your journal or like get a notebook and just write them down and also write down like how you're feeling, like what you're feeling that day what you want to achieve maybe inside because I think your external world changes when you're congruent with your internal world. So if you think you need to work on, let's say, for example, patience, then write that down. Be like, I need to work on patience. I need to work on my confidence or whatever it is because things are going to play out in your external world when you're aware about your internal world. And that's my own perspective. Oh, I, I um, agree. You know, I, agree. I agree with writing it down or having, and you hear the common thing of and putting the picture of the yellow polka dot bikini up on your refrigerator. So that's, I want to wear that bikini by this. And so any type of, whether you write it down, um, I, I'm still someone that likes to handwrite something. So I, I like the idea of actually handwriting it versus typing it. It, it sent, tends to stick more. It, it's a little, there's a little more connection to it. Um, but any type of notes that you can put up for your goals, um, something on the refrigerator that you see every day, or if you go into that cabinet and to grab your protein powder every day, have it on the backside of the door. Uh, yeah. You, and you I also think, go ahead. You, you had mentioned short-term goals and you used, and within the next year and and everyone's going to have that different time line of what's considered short mid and and long term like i wrote down some people look at short term as in today to this week or maybe a month out where a midterm might be three to twelve and then long term anywhere from a year to five years but i think it's also relative to what a lot of short-term goals play into a midterm or a long-term goal so you can have a short-term goal where you're saying, okay, short-terms are within the next month. But if your long-term is to get your college degree, a short-term could be to just do this semester. So that's a three-month a three commitment. Or you might be going after some type of certificate program, which is a year-long or two-year-long certificate. And that's to be used to go on to something bigger. So short-term might be a, a one-year project or a two-year project to tack on to something bigger after that. So again, don't get discouraged if it takes you a little longer to take those steps. Oh, of course. And I, I also think that when you know why you want a specific goal, 
you won't be as confused in terms of like, oh, what actions do I need to take? Because once you know your why, you'll figure out the rest in terms of like, okay, well, what's the next step I need to take to get this college degree? Okay, if I apply to this college, what else are the requirements? What should I write about in my essay? Whatever it is, if you start asking yourself questions, that's gonna make your goal for yourself more clear. And you won't feel as uneasy as to like, oh my God, am I gonna achieve this? Like, well, what happens if I don't? Your why is so important. And I think a lot of people, and I don't think it's a conscious thing, but I don't think people think about that all the time, about their why. Well, you, you had mentioned that, um, like knowing exactly what you're doing. Um, SMART goals is, is a very common common term used I and mean, specific, measurable, obtainable, realistic, and, and time-based. And, and it's a common thing. You can Google it and a lot of people use it. And like you said, knowing specifically what you're going for and something that you can measure the success as you go along the way. And like I said, obtainable, and you want something that you have a realis- realistic chance of, of getting to. And you, you never want to set yourself up for failure. Um, I use example of, of someone that's never run. You can't just get off the couch if you've never run in your life and say, that's it. Next week, I'm doing a marathon. You're obviously not going to finish a marathon if you've never run in your life, if you're a couch potato. <clears throat> so you start yeah. with, you start with, you know what, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to walk around the block. And maybe in three months, I'll run a 5K. I mean, they have that couch to 5K training program where they use a 12-week thing to get to a 5k. Now, if you consistently run 5k's and that was your thing, they have a, a 12 week marathon training where someone that's a, a dedicated right. runner that run 5k's all their life, that could be a goal for them. But again, you go from 5k to a half marathon to a marathon, or maybe you're only going to go from a five to a 10 to a half would be your goal, but you want to make sure it's something that you do in stages and you can obtain at least checkpoints along the way. Uh, and then it's that mindset of winning versus success, which was one of our topics where sometimes you might not reach that end goal, but don't take that as a failure. Yeah. And I think it's all really about consistency. I mean, I think you have the ability to achieve a goal that you set out to do as long as you're, like you said, you take the necessary steps and you're starting, it's like you have to crawl before you can walk, but it's also about consistency. So like you said, walk around the block, do that a couple of days a week. Today, do it for 15 minutes. Tomorrow, do it for 20. Do it for 25 the next day. Whatever it is, as long as there's a consistency and a progression, you will be able to achieve that goal. You have to break it down. You have to break down what you're going to do, write it down, be consistent. And again, know why you're doing it. Because if you don't know why you're doing or you have a certain goal, you're, you're just not going to feel one, you can achieve it. And two, you're just going to be confused. I mean, think about a goal that you have. And if someone's like, why do you want it? Why do you want that goal? And you just look at them and you're like, uh, I, you have to think about it. But if you actually know why you'll be able to answer that person. Like, I want this goal because I want to feel free. I want to feel happy, whatever it is. And go with also how you want to feel. And I've talked about this in other episodes. It's so important 
and I've talked to other people about it too when I'm working with them. I'm like, okay, so tell me your goals. They tell me their goals. And I'm like, well, why do you want it? How do you want to feel with that goal? And they're like, I want money. And I'm like, no. I was like, how do you want to feel? Like, what's the emotion you want to feel behind it? What's that positive emotion? Because most of the time when people say like, oh, I want to be making $2.5 million a year, let's say, okay, what are you doing each day to get to, to have that income? What are your daily actions like? And why do you want it? Most of the time, and this is the truth, is most people just want to feel free. Because when they have that income or when you have that money or whatever it is, you truly just want to feel a certain way when you have that goal. You you mentioned consistency. And I'll go with that in a, a little bit of different term where you have to have a very solid effort put in there. And for me, it's more based on the quality of the effort versus the quantity of the effort. And you can get, and, and I know go back to the reference with people exercising, you can get that gym rat that every day they leave work at three o'clock and they get to the gym and they're there for two hours a day and then they go home and they just do that. It's like cookie cutter where you get someone else who only, only works out twice a week, but it's two dedicated hardcore workouts where they're putting a, a serious effort into it. And the quality of the effort is more important than the quantity of the effort. Because if you're just going through the motions, um, same thing with I mean, the archery. I mean, I've mentioned that my family shoots the archery. If you just go in the backyard and you fling arrows every day, that's not a quality practice. That's just going through the motions. So anything you're doing, you have to make sure that the effort at that moment is a quality effort put towards it and not just, you know, I'm going to do it just to say I worked on it four days a week or five days in this week. You, you're better off just doing it the two or three, if that's all you can do and make sure that that effort is quality towards whatever the goal is, whether it's a fitness goal, whether it's an educational goal, whatever you're working on, make sure while you're working on it for that moment, it's a quality effort. Yes. I mean, absolutely. But like, if someone were to ask you, why are you going to the gym? What would be your answer to them? Well, it started with physical health. Like I've mentioned family history. Um, it, so it started with that. I mean, now it's, it's overall health. It's my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health. So I, I get a lot out of that. And I mean, we talked about uh, rest in the last podcast. And for me, I'll take more of an active rest. So if I'm tired physically from going to the gym and today's supposed to be a gym day, I might go for a hike where someone else, a three mile hike is a serious workout for them. For me, that's clearing my head. That's taking that mental rest. That's so sometimes going to the gym, depending on what I'm doing is a place for me to just clear my mind as much as I'm physically working my body, I can still clear my mind and, and get that, that mental rest that I need by doing that. So I, I can get more than one component out of a, a physical workout. Right. And your answer was very congruent about why you go to the gym, but some people, and this isn't a bad thing, but they just go because they're like, Oh, I want a six pack. And that's only a physical goal, which is great, but it's, why are you only going for something that's 
just on the external. You know, that's why I was talking about the why, like knowing why you want to do it, where you said like, oh, like the mental health, the physical, it's like a combination of things and it makes you feel good. And I think that's more of knowing your intention of why you're going there. Whereas, yeah, it's great to have a six pack and look good on the outside. That's, that's great. But after a while, you're just going to, and you're going to want to be like, oh, well, I want this or like, I want this. And just keep going, going, going without ever really knowing your intention. Well, a little pointless info. You made uh, you made reference to someone wanting to make their million dollars. And then you mentioned six packs. There's more millionaires than people with six packs. So if you're working on a six pack, going back to obtainable goals, it's not as easy as, <laughs> as you think it is. Um, but yeah, there's, and there's, there's different reasons for goals. And some people, some people, the goals are to feed their ego. And if the six pack and walking around the beach with their six pack and feeds their ego and that makes them happy. And so everyone's got a goal for a different reason. Um, some might be more, like you said, ego wise, some might be more heartfelt. Some might be, and I think your awareness though, when you are asking yourself questions like you're having imagine you're having a conversation with a friend they're telling you something you're asking them a bunch of questions right like oh well oh my gosh you got that promotion like how do you feel about it how did that happen what did you do to get that promotion you ask your friends and your family and you're so invested in when something great happens for them or when something bad happens to them and we don't always have that conversation with ourselves I know it sounds weird like I'm not talking to myself, but really I feel like we have to do the same thing with ourselves. We have to sit with ourselves and have a conversation as we would with another human being sitting in front of us. Yeah, definitely talking to yourself and that can go, I mean, you could sit in a room and verbally talk to yourself. And as long as people don't see and think you're nuts, I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes speaking out loud to yourself helps. Um, it's like studying. I mean, if you're if you're reading out loud, kind of like going back to the writing down your goals as opposed to typing your goals. Mm -hmm. If you're in a room by yourself and you read out loud, not only are you saying in your head, but your ears hear it. So you're almost hearing it twice. Um, so if you do need to verbally talk to yourself out loud, but even just sitting back, closing your eyes and just mentally having that conversation with yourself, um, like I said, I use visualization a lot with the athletic training and same thing. If you're going to just close your eyes and visualize those goals and talk to yourself, um, you, you definitely need to communicate with yourself in some form. Yeah, you do. And I, I also think you should focus on how you want to feel because for me, I know in like the last couple of years when I had a goal and even though I was doing visualization and you know, positive affirmations, deep down in my subconscious mind, I, I had limiting beliefs about myself where I was like, oh, I'm probably going to fail. But even though that wasn't like right in front of my face, the reason those goals weren't happening was because my subconscious and my conscious weren't aligned. They were separated. So yeah, consciously I wanted that gig or that project to be signed or whatever my goal was. But the reason it wasn't happening was because I had no idea what was going on deep down inside of me. To some degree, I knew, but that's why I think when people get congruent with that and like what they have to work on, 
and all those things, that's when you start manifesting what you want is by recognizing the things that you don't always want to, right? Because people think, like, for example, healing, right? When you think healing, you're like, oh, I'm thinking bubble baths or like a massage, but it's, it's a process. And once you really get in touch with yourself, I think attracting what you want and manifesting those goals or even taking action toward those goals, is going to be a lot easier. So the, when you're procrastinating, it's not that you're really procrastinating. There's something deeper going on in your subconscious mind where you're like afraid of failure and you're probably not conscious about that. You know, I, I mentioned, that I, I mentioned, don't, don't set yourself up for, for failure. Uh, one of the things I would get from coaching when I'd coach the youth, the youth soccer team, I'd get it a lot. Say that every little kid, they all want to play the keeper, the goalie on the soccer team, and they all want to play the catcher on the baseball team until they take one foul ball off the mask. Then they don't want to catch anymore or they give up too many goals. And I've had parents say, hell, how come your son always gets to play goal and my son doesn't get it chances? Well, my son's been doing it for years. He is good. He's always going to play it. I don't care if your kid gives up six goals a game. My problem is when he gives up six goals in the game, he cries all the way home. And the next Saturday, he doesn't show up for the game. As a coach, I set that kid up for failure. Not the game, not giving up the goals, but the fact that he no longer enjoys the sport and feels bad about himself. And you had mentioned just you had a quick video on your Instagram about and getting a mentor. And I've always said we, everyone can use a coach. And so whether you want to refer to it as a mentor or a coach, and in some cases they're different, some cases they're interchangeable. Get someone to help you with your goals if that's what you need, whether you need a mentor or a coach to help you get your goals and, and not set yourself up for failure. And maybe you, you have the right idea of what you want to do, but you need someone to tweak the direction you go. And there's no shame in going back to one of our, our last shows and with the rest and get and getting help. And if you need help with something, there's no shame in asking for help and having that coach or that mentor help you obtain your goals and is definitely a valuable tool. Oh yeah. I definitely think that having a mentor or a coach is one of the best things you can do because sometimes we don't see the potential in ourselves. And then you have someone on your team who's rooting for you and your environment is so powerful. So why not have that? It's not like they're doing the work for you. They're just simply guiding you and to, to your own potential that you already have. And they're like pushing you, come on, you can do this. Okay. You feel lazy today. Nope. You got to go for a 15 minute walk, do it. And then you get off the phone. You're like, Oh, like they just challenged me. I have to go do it. Instead of someone who's telling you next to you, like, well, that goal doesn't really seem attainable. Like, are you sure you want to do that? Because there are people like that in your environment sometimes, and that could definitely have an effect on you too. So really that person is actually projecting their own limiting beliefs when they say, oh, that's impossible. Or do you want someone like that next to you? Or do you want someone who is like, you can do it. Just, just do five extra minutes today or send out that email today. That's what a coach or a mentor is, is someone who's like your biggest cheerleader an advocate and having that energy in your environment is so powerful. And then when you do achieve even that short-term goal, you're going to be like, oh my God, like 
I did it. And all this person did was push me to what I already had inside of me. They were just being like, hey, you can do it and being positive with you. Well, you said having someone that can push you there. There's a great video from a movie that comes on uh, Facebook and it's in its cycle every so often. And it's, and it's a high school football team. And the coach says, all right, I, I'm going to have you crawl on all fours to the 50 yard line with your teammate on your back. And he blindfolds the kid and he's going and the coach is on his hands and knees. Come on, you're almost there. You're almost there. You're almost there. And he's like, coach, I got to be at the 50 by now. He's like, take off the blindfold. You're in the end zone. The kid went a hundred yards instead of 50. And cause he had the guy there. I, I have a, a private student for archery. The kid's only seven years old. And last week he was and a little tired and like 20 minutes into the lesson, he's asking his parents if he's done yet. And they're like, Oh no, come on a little more. So we kept going. I said, Hey, listen, you got to score 50 points before you can go home. So we shot the arrows. I'm counting the score and I'm legitimately counting. I didn't cheat him out of any points. And like, come on, you're almost there. We had to do one more. We got to do one more. I'm like, all right, you know how many points you got? He said 50. I said, no, you got 107. And he was so excited. Now, obviously he was too young to be able to keep, count the, the score as fast as I could. So this won't, this won't work with a 12 or 13 year old, but he struggled for 50 points and didn't realize he had 107 points. So when you have someone there that can push you to get to the other end zone, instead of just the 50 or to score over a hundred points, instead of just 50 and having someone to push you is definitely a worth its weight in gold. I mean, cause there's many times, like you said, where you're, you're ready to stop. And someone says, I mean, just, just five minutes more. I mean, how many people have gone to the gym, whether you're on the elliptical or the treadmill or the bike, and you're like, I'm going to go 10 minutes. And when you get to the 10 minute mark, it says 14 and a half miles. You're like, Oh, I can't stop at 14 and a half. I got to go to 15. And then you're at 15. And now it says 11 minutes. You're like, Oh no, I might as well go 15 minutes. And then it says 15 minutes, but you want a nice round number. So now you go to seven miles instead of six and a half miles. And, and we've all done that before where you just push just a little further. Yeah. And I think that when you do that, you set yourself up for success in a way because, or just winning, like you said in previous, um, the previous podcast. And it's just that little push knowing that you already have that potential to go 15 minutes to 17 minutes to 19 minutes to 20 minutes. It's all about your mindset and training your mind. And when you do that, you're going to do that again too. If you can do that one day, you will do it again where you push yourself. Even if you're tired. I remember I was in my class and, you know, our, our mentor was telling us, he's like, guys, I want you to go on Instagram live. And a lot of us weren't comfortable doing that. And one of the students, he was super tired. He's like, I haven't slept in 48 hours. And our mentor was like, nope. He's like, I want you to go do it, even if it's for two minutes. He's like, you're going to train your mind to do, like, when you do this, that you can push yourself and, you know, it's going to change, like, the neurons in your mind, like, scientific, too. But he did it, and he was so tired. But, like, he, he pushed himself to do it, even though he had not slept for 48 hours. He went on live, like he was tired, but he was still positive and talking for, I think, like three or four minutes. And that's all it took was that push. Our mentor was like, you can do, like, I'm pushing you to do this. I'm challenging you to do this. Especially when someone challenges you, I think it's even more, you're like, I got to do it. They're challenging me. I'm going to prove to them that I can do it. That's why having a coach or a mentor is great. Because even though sometimes you're going to be like, I hate you. 
I really hate you. I can't stand you right now, but you're going to be so grateful and thankful to them because they're not going to let you get away with stuff. Even though you're like, I'm tired. They're not gonna be like, okay, fine, go to sleep. They're going to be like, nope, go do it for five minutes. And at that, like I said, at that time, you're probably going to be like, I hate you. But in the end, you're going to be so thankful for that because your whole mindset is going to be different. And the way that you approach your goals and your daily routines is going to be different because you're, you're programming your mind in a whole different way when you do that, when you push yourself. Yeah, no, you, you definitely feel that. I mean, there's been many times where, I mean, uh, no, it's, it's too hot or it's too cold. I'm not going to go for my run and this and that. And you finally get off the couch and you go and do it. And it's like, you know what? I'm glad I did that. And, and again, going back to running and who does it, who's the marathon runner, who's not. I and mean, I, I'm probably holding slightly over an eight minute mile at this point. And I'm, I'm not a runner. I run to stay in shape. I have done five K's and eight minutes for me to go do a five K or three miles. And we're talking 24 minutes. I mean, that's really, you, you, you sit on the couch contemplating whether you should run or not for longer than 24 minutes. I mean, had you just gotten yeah. up and done it, you would have been already done with it by the time you decided to do it. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> I, and I think we do that to ourselves sometimes. And even with goals, you know, I, and I talked about this in my book, this is not anything to do with fitness, but there was a point where my mentor was like, I want you to send this text. And I was like, no, like, I don't want to send this text. Like, there's no reason for me to, I was like, I like, I wanted to, but I didn't feel like there was any particular reason for me to send the text. And he's like, well, you're being fake. And I'm like, how am I being fake? He's like, you want to do something you're clearly not doing it because you're you know letting your ego get in the way or whatever so I ended up sending the text and I was still feeling like nervous and anxious about it but in a way I was like wow I just pushed myself to do something that's totally out of my comfort zone which I probably wouldn't have done three years ago so even it's something as simple as that where you want to send a text or you want to do something and you're like no I don't want to do it that's gonna just and it's not only in that area, when you start to push yourself in one area, that's going to have an effect on other areas in your life. 100%. And I can stand by that. Well, when you I, start getting uh, out of your comfort zone too. Yeah. I made reference to, like you asked about the gym. I mean, it started as physical fitness, but it's played into my mental health and my emotional health. And like you mentioned out of your comfort zone, Coaching and talking to teams, I've been doing it for over 20 years, no problem. Sitting here talking to a microphone, and for those of you that are just finding the podcast and listen to the most recent, go back to uh, to episode one and two, and I, not only the technical glitches on me working with the software, but I can feel the difference in my comfort just talking in general. And it obviously it helps that we see each other. We're using Zoom like most people are these days. Um, but just getting out of that comfort zone and, and making it a comfort zone now, it's um, extremely comfortable doing this. And I mean, it took a while as much as I knew it was a goal. I mean, here was a goal to start a podcast and, and the two of us did that together. And I mean, you can definitely, as you move on towards your goals and working on things, it'll get more and more comfortable whether it be 
doing that workout, doing that run, taking those classes, whatever it happens to be. Oh yeah. And I was in the same boat as you. Like I never done a podcast before. Sure. I've done interviews, interviews. Wow. I can't talk today. I've done <laughs> interviews like on video or on the red carpet or interviewing celebrities. And that was something I had no idea what I was doing. And I was really bad at it in the beginning, but as it progressed, I became more comfortable and I just taught myself and it was consistent, just like this podcast is we've been doing it every week, once a week for the last few weeks. And that also is why it's starting to feel more comfortable is because of the consistency too. I think like, I think if we stopped today and started again, six months later, sure, we'll be fine. But then it would be the same thing again, getting used to it and building, you know, um, building it all over again. You know, c- consistency is, is definitely the key. I mean, it's like, like anything, if you're going back to the running, if you're training and running, you take six months off and you try to go and run, you're going to need to build it up again or going to the gym and you haven't lifted in six months, you're going to have to back the weight up again. Um, and, and with that, I mean, I, I know a lot of people put the goal of new year's resolution, hitting the gym, exercising and, and getting in shape. Uh, and I put it out there on the pre-intro to the, the last podcast about the importance of rest and the flip side of that is the, the importance of exercise. And uh, I'm also going to put it out there that we are not uh, doctors or dietitians or nutritionists or, and we do not override what your doctor says. So make sure if you do any type of exercise routine and you decide that's it, this is the year I'm hitting the gym, you, you check with your, your physicians and make sure you're, you're healthy to start a routine, um, but just general health and fitness knowledge and start, start off slow. I mean, I know if you're in your 30s or 40s and you're a high school athlete, trust me, you can't leg press what you did as a senior in high school. Back the weight up, take your time, short-term goal, mid-term goal, long-term goal. Um, You have to eat right. I mean, that's a big thing. And and you have to eat in general. And if you put enough (laughs) fuel, if you're trying to drive from – New York city to Miami, and you only put enough fuel in the car to get to Washington, DC, you're not going to make it to Miami. So you got to make sure if you're working out, you have to eat, don't starve the body, eat right. Food doesn't make you fat. Carbs don't make you fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. And a calorie surplus eating too much and too much junk food is what does that. So make sure you fuel your body. You get the rest. Like we said in the last podcast, and in going yeah. stages, start with that short-term goal, then build up to the, the midterm. And then whatever your long-term goal is, take the steps to get there. It's not one giant step. You're not going to jump to the top of the staircase. Yes. And I love your analogy about, you know, filling up the gas tank and the fuel and how we have to do that for ourselves and our bodies too. And another thing I want to add, and this has been playing on my mind too, is the constant need to like compare ourselves with the person next to us it's like oh I gotta do that because they're already married they already have kids they have a house I need to do the same thing you're in competition with no one but yourself and instead of comparing ourselves what we can do is like hmm like how did she do it what did she do to you know get that relationship she wanted what did she do to get that house what steps did she take instead of comparing ourselves 
why don't we start asking ourselves, okay, well, what, what can I do to get the same thing? Because I want that for my life too. Because, you know, you'll look at someone next to you and they might be more settled. They might be making more money and they might have this, whereas you might not be in the same place, but everyone has their own journey. And it's about what you're doing and not the need for speed. Like I got to get this by like next week or next month, because you're just, then you're resisting, you're causing resistance in your life. Whereas you can just like breathe, center yourself. Okay. Yeah. I can have this too. It might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen in a month. It might happen in six months to a year, but as long as you're looking at that person next to you as maybe more like um, looking, not looking up to them, but asking like, okay, well, how did they do it? What, just like when you look at a celebrity, right? Like, oh, this person's famous. Like, well, okay, what do they do to uh, get that character and maintain that image or have that status or have that movie that they got? That's how, I, that's how I've been looking at things now. I'm like, how did that person do it? What do I need to do? What steps do I need to take so I can also achieve that goal? Because the feeling, you know, comparing yourself just feels shitty. It's just like, then you start looking down on yourself and start feeling negative. So I think that's something to take into 2021. You're in competition with no one but yourself and, you know, use, use this method to achieve what you want to achieve, but don't, think anyone's better than you or below you because no one is below you. No one's better than you. Everyone has their own journey and their own path and their own time. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to touch on that too, on, on the comparison and you're only in, like you said, you're only in competition with yourself. Uh, the, the Joe ed program, the, the youth archery program that I, I run, I have probably about 20 kids in it total, but when I take the eight or so that compete regularly, and my older son, Brian, is probably the one that competes at the highest level. Now, all of them have gone to USA Archery Indoor Nationals because it's it's local. It's in Massachusetts. The whole team goes. We spend the weekend together. But as far as traveling for NFAA, my son's been to, to Cincinnati. We've been to Columbus for tournaments. We've been all over. But when I go down that line, and my son, Brian, he's plays varsity keeper for the soccer team. He plays trumpet. My younger son is playing flute and bass and plays soccer. And one of the other kids on the team who shoots compound competes in curling and is going for his third degree black belt in karate. Two sisters do acting and dancing. Another girl on the team is a singer. Uh, Another girl on the team rides horses. So when you're comparing yourself to the other people and you're saying, oh, geez, I'm so much better. Well, you know what? Archery is their third sport they do this and they do that and they do this or you're not as good as the person next to you well maybe this activity isn't your primary activity or or your primary goal that you're going after so you never know the full story of who you're comparing and and are you comparing two people on their primary adventure or they're not and then when and then when you said comparing yourself to yourself like everyone says i just want to be better than i was yesterday I'd actually spread that out and say, I want to be better than I was a month ago. Averages are built on multiple attempts at something. Today, you might score a 10. Tomorrow, you might score a six. The next day, you might score an eight. So your average is eight. If you just go with 
yesterday and you had a great day and then you do today and it's just an off day, you're going to beat yourself up. Yeah. So you're you, today you want to be better than you were one month ago. Give yourself a little gap. Don't compare yourself to yesterday because you're going to run your average and you can't hold your average every day. Yeah, no, that's, hmm. that's very true. And I also think, you know, let's say somebody wants to do archery or they want to become like the top 10. I'm not sure about all the information, like in archery, but from what I've talked about with you, let's say they want to do that instead of being like, Oh, I'll never make it to that level. Ask yourself, okay, well, how is that person positioning themselves? Because they're at this level, like, how are they positioning themselves? And how can I position myself? Because when you start to ask those type of questions, you start to open up your awareness and you will get answers for yourself. Okay. What do I need to do? I'm going to Google this person. Okay. Like, I'm going to look at their Instagram. Okay. How are they positioning themselves? And then you start to get ideas for yourself too. When I, you know, I never thought about writing a book, but my mentor, like my favorite, one of my favorite actresses is Priyanka Chopra. And she came out with a book and I'm like, oh, cool. Like we both have a book, you know? And he was telling us, you know, like, how are these people positioning themselves? What are they doing? Most people are like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. But we're not asking like, what is that person doing to get to that level? that they're at. So when you start to think about those things, I feel like you can get closer to that goal. And it's attainable if you're like, again, we talked about actions and just raising your awareness, your own awareness. So a couple of things for you to put you on the spot. What is a goal for you this year? And what is your, your, two or three quick points on how someone should work on getting their goals? What are some key, key tips that you would give them to stay on track? I want to conquer 2021 and I'm going to conquer 20, and 2021 is being conquered. So whatever goals I have, you know, in my projects, I'm taking the steps already. And I want to focus on being more, um, taking more daily goals. And the tips that I would have for somebody else is the same thing. Like do daily goals, write in your journal about what you want and why you want it. Short-term, long-term, the big picture. So the next 12 months, the next five years, and then just your life, like what you want in relationships, what you want in your career and how you want to feel. So those would be my tips. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. What are your goals for 2021 and what are your tips? I, I know I definitely want to make the coaching a, a much bigger part of, of what I do. Um, hopefully at some point it could be my, my full-time way of supporting myself financially. Um, so whether it be with the life coaching, the athletic coaching, um, the archery, and on and, and any level, I, I want to make the coaching what I do eventually um, as a full-time thing and as far as tips he said go in stages don't set yourself up for failure i mean it's, it's great to have dreams and and these big goals but go step by step like i said you're you, you have to go one step at a time you're not going to leapfrog from the first floor to the top of the staircase you you have to do it in stages and and don't be discouraged 
if you have to take a step back. I mean, I, I actually just screen captured a quote that we've probably all seen. An, an arrow will only go forward once you pull the string back to let it go. And there's sometimes where to hit your goals, you have to take a step back at time. Like I said, the, the, the athlete that was, I mean, leg pressing six plates back in high school and now you're going into the gym, you're going to have to step back and put one plate on each side and build yourself back up to the six yeah. plates. You can't just jump into I it. Mean, I love all of that. I do have to say though, I think failure is part of the process. And when you're failing, that means that you're actually doing something towards that goal. Because even if you have a goal, you're not going to get it like tomorrow. And if you do, you're not going to appreciate it as much. So if you're failing, I think that's a good sign because that means you're actually taking action and trying. And then eventually you will reach the goal because you are failing along the way. Whereas if you're not doing anything, you're not failing, then I would be worried because I'd be like, well, if you're not failing, that means that you're not doing anything. Honestly, that's, that's my right. own opinion. That's my own perspective. Right. It's okay to fail. Just don't fail to try. Just don't fail the what? Don't fail to try. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. I mean, just have your goal and do everything you can and you're going to fall down sometimes. So you got to pick yourself back up. You got to challenge yourself. If that was somebody else, you have to, what advice would you give them? If someone's like, oh, I give up. You'd be like, no, like, girl, you got to do it. Bro, you got to do it. Like, keep going. You got to do the same thing that you would give advice to your friend. Like the same advice you'd give to a friend or a family member you got to do the same thing for yourself. And if you're telling them to give up, then you're telling yourself to give up. So, right. All right. All right. So go for your goals this year. I'm going to back it up to last week's podcast too, and make sure you rest when needed. And so you don't burn yourself out, but I think everyone out there can definitely hit some goals and hopefully 2021 isn't the chaotic mess that 2020 was and we ha have a little more room to work on our goals and not be so isolated in, in one spot. Yes. And also guys be grateful for what you have and think about that, what you're grateful for in this last year and always remember to have an attitude of gratitude. Sounds good. And we'll see you next week. Hey, Coach Jay here. I'd like to mention Simon Says Farms. That's S-Y-M-A-N Says Farms, one of our sponsors. Family-owned farm in Salem, Connecticut that produces a lot of all-natural products. On the farm, they produce goat milk lotions and soaps. They also have a variety of swanky sauce, a honey habanero barbecue sauce and marinade. With everything going on in the world due to the pandemic, Let's support some of our local family-owned businesses. Simon Says Farms will ship their products throughout the country. Check out the link in the show description and see their full line of products. SimonSaysFarms.com. That's S-Y-M-A-N SaysFarms.com. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset. And also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to the PowerShift Mindset.